God. Welcome to episode 426 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the second 426 episode I recorded. I did one last night that I'm not going to air, and the show was all about what the next title is from American Pinball. And you know what? I just felt like I don't want to be that jerk right now where I'm going to steal their thunder. They've been working on this game for a while. We've got so many new games coming out in December. They're not going to reveal that thing until March. So I'm going to give them some time. Now, that doesn't mean I won't reveal it before TPF because I probably will. But right now, I don't want to toss their theme into the mix with Rick and Morty and Stranger Things because I, I, I mean, part of me feels like it, it just can't compete at that level. All right, but it's still an interesting theme. It's based on a license. It has a huge fan base, huge following. It's been more commercially successful than Rick and Morty uh, and probably even than Stranger Things when you think about it. But that's all I'm going to tell you right now about that game. Now, why am I doing this episode on Sunday morning? Because for the life of me, people, can people start to just understand some of what's going on with Rick and Morty? Do people read? Do people try and understand the whole notion of why Spooky Pinball is only making 750 of these games. Okay, let me break it down real simple. And Chuck's been saying it. They make 10 games a week. 10, all right? Not not 50 a day like Stern. Not, you know, 50 every three years like Dutch Pinball. 10 games a week. So they're roughly making 500 games a year. That's how many games Spooky Pinball can make with the personnel they have and the resources they have, okay? And we saw it. We saw it with Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. They made all 500 in one year. So if they're going to make 750 Rick and Mortys with, you know, because the theme has more demand, clearly, it's going to take them a year and a half to make those games. So they don't want to make more than that. They don't want to be making this game for two years, Because here's what's going to happen. And this is just the reality of pinball. This is the thing that people just always forget. And I want to tee this off by bringing up my friend Derek and what he said to me last night. We were talking about this game. And he's like, Chris, the hype for this game. Everyone is like excited about Rick and Morty. He goes to me. He said to me, he's like, these games are going to be selling for double, double what they are right now with the amount of people that are going to want Rick and Morty. Now, think about that for a minute. Derek is telling me that Rick and Morty games, which will be normally around $7,000, are going to go for $14,000, $15,000 because so many more people want this game than can have one. And everyone needs to just take a big freaking step back and realize a few things, okay? one Number one, we haven't even seen the game, Okay. We're already attributing this as the best pinball machine of all time. You haven't seen anything yet. Chuck Shore is hyping it, which is which has everyone excited, and, and I think you should. Like the job of Chuck is to get people excited for his products. Okay? Okay, that's number one. We haven't seen anything yet. Number two, okay? Number two is we've seen this before. Every theme that has a following, that's a licensed theme that people love. We've seen people just go crazy 
when the game becomes available and the whole fear of missing out is so powerful in this hobby that everyone claims they're going to go all in on it and there's no way you can lose money and this and that. Number three, though, is the most important thing. Number three is when you start to, to actually think like a grown adult. If you are like me, here's what's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to see what we always see happen with pinball machines. Right now, on day one of announcement that Rick and Morty pinball is happening, that is the highest period of excitement for the game. Just the, the confirmation that a dream theme is being made is the period in which it's the greatest game of all time, okay? The next thing that will happen is the actual game will get revealed. Some people will love it, some people won't, but the hype will start to decline at that point. Now, do I think they're going to sell every one of these games on, on day one of reveal or you know week one? Absolutely. I think Chuck is going to sell all 750. Now, the other thing is this. The next thing is this. Spooky Pinball requires $1,000 non-refundable deposits if you want a Rick and Morty. So even if you want to speculate on one and flip it for money, if you want one in your home, if you want to put one on location, it doesn't matter who you are. If you want one, you have to make up your mind quickly and give $1,000 that you will never get back. And that is the smartest move for a company like Spooky Pinball because in within a short period of time, Chuck is going to lock in $750,000 from people on games he hasn't even made yet. Now, talk about a smart move, okay? There's no second guessing it. And we saw this with Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. It works. People go in. They raise that capital. It must feel nice to raise that kind of money in one day or one week if you're a small company like Spooky Pinball, okay? But here's the other part that always happens as well. Once you start making this game, all right, it takes a while to make them all. See, people forget something very simple. Spooky Pinball is tiny. They know that. It takes them a long time to make 750 games. Stern Pinball can make 750 games in two weeks. I think Stern can make something, you know, like 50 plus games a day, okay? So maybe a little bit longer than two weeks. But you know what I'm saying is Stern can make and ship all of these games to consumers within one month of of manufacturing. And then they're on to the next title. But Spooky can't do that. Because it takes Spooky a while to make their games, here's what's going to happen. And it always happens. The hype will be strong at the beginning. But most people are going to have to wait a really long time to get their Rick and Morty machine. So while the hype might seem like it's astronomically high right now in December, what is the hype going to be six months from now when we have all these new games coming out, right? What's the hype going to be when you have Stranger Things, when you have Ninja Turtles, when you have Raza, when you have Chicago Gaming Company's next, you know, they're going to have Medieval Madness Royal and they're going to have Cactus Canyon by then. And you're going to have American Pinball's new title. And you're going to have maybe something from P3. And you're going to have something, you know, I don't know, maybe Dutch Pinball gets their act together and Lebowski's become available as well. You see, my point is that this hype won't last. And this, 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 this moment of like fear of missing out won't last forever. Because here's what also always happens when you have a long manufacturing period is people will buy Rick and Morty. 
people will enjoy it, people will like it, and some people will buy it, enjoy it, and then want to sell it. And then when they start selling it used, it does make the people at the back of the line somewhat wish they would have just waited and bought a game that comes up on the secondhand market. But see, right now, everyone is looking at this game like it's the greatest game ever, even though we've never seen it, that they're going to sell for more than MSRP, that no one's ever going to let it go because it's going to be the greatest game ever. This is what we do. We mentally put ourselves in a position, I think, to be disappointed in what the product will be because it is still, get ready for it, it's still just a pinball machine. All right, it's still just a pinball machine. How, I mean, right now, everyone's probably thinking the ball's gonna go through portals and through different time dimensions and all these different gadgets. And who, it could be anything, right? It's always the most fun to imagine and dream what can be in a pin. But when it becomes a physically static thing that's never going to change, people's uh, expectations are either going to be met or not met, and nothing ever lives up to our dreams of what can be in these pinball machines. Let's be honest. I mean, we go through these mental cycles. So Derek, no. No one is ever going to pay twice what Rick and Morty is worth, ever. It might seem that way, but just, look, wait just two weeks once we see Stranger Things. I mean... Rick and Morty is a great theme for pinball. There is no doubt about it. But Stranger Things is a 10 times larger property. It just is. Stranger Things has way more fans than Rick and Morty. Stranger Things is a much more popular show than Rick and Morty. Stranger Things also has Brian Eddy. You know, Brian Eddy versus Scott Denisi. Game number two from Scott Denisi versus a guy who has designed some of the greatest pinball machines of all time, who's been on uh, you know, has been away from the game, who wants to probably come back into the game with something that's going to blow people away. So, I look at it like it's a win-win for all of us. We've got Scott Denisi versus Brian Eddy. We've got Stranger Things versus Rick and Morty, and we have options that are awesome. So, it's a win-win. It's a win-win, but people are getting a little bit carried away from themselves. Uh, with themselves and when I read these threads and they need to just calm down, calm down. But people also need to stop saying stupid stuff like Spooky should make more than 750. They're not going to make more than 750 and you know why. They're, the, the size of Spooky Pinball, it, it, they're doing it right. Okay, and then the other thing that I keep reading about and I just don't understand why people just can't go read the reality is the whole way in which the fan club will work in getting you a game. And if you read the print in the fan club, you will get access to buy the game two weeks before the game goes up for sale to everybody else. So here's how Chuck is going to do it. And I'm and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he, is, he has games that are allocated to distributors. Okay, that's one thing that's gonna happen. That's not gonna change regardless of fan club members, all right? But don't forget that Spooky Pinball only has a handful of distributors. They only have like, I think like five or six distributors for Spooky Pinball games. Like they don't have like, like 50 distributors like Stern or 100 distributors like Stern does, okay? So they're going to have their games allocated to distributors. The rest of those games of the 750, so let's say for example, 100 games or 200 games get allocated to distributors, the other 550 games will go up 
for sale to the fan club members first. Now, I'm not sure how they're going to do the order of it. I don't know if they track like what date you joined as a fan club member. It does poise the question. What happens if there are more than 500 fan club members and only 500 games are for sale? Now, I don't think there are going to be more than 500 fan club members, and I'll explain why. Pinside creates an artificial uh, vacuum of hype. If you read the Pinside thread, I've been telling this to Derek. I'm like, dude, Pinside makes everyone delusional on what is actually happening. The majority of people who buy pinball machines are not even aware that Rick and Morty is coming out. The majority, they are not aware of it. Pinside has about, let's say Pinside has like 50 diehard Rick and Morty fans on it. They're in that thread. They're living in that thread. You're hearing from the same like 50 people how excited they are to get this game. It, but it, it gives this false illusion that everyone is trying to bang through the door of Rick and Morty and get this game, right? Everyone's trying to like lock in a slot. That's not the case. It's still true that this is still true. The majority of people on Pinside, the majority have never seen a single episode of Rick and Morty. I mean, that's just the way it is. This is not Ghostbusters. This is not The Matrix. This is not Star Wars. It is a very popular theme, but it is a niche theme. It is more, it's, look, it's not, it has mainstream awareness. Like I've heard of Rick and Morty, but people have heard of it, but I don't think the majority of people have seen it, okay? It doesn't mean it's, again, it doesn't mean it's not a great theme for pinball because I do think as a pinball theme, it's going to be freaking perfect. And I've watched four episodes so far and I can't imagine how awesome the game's going to be with the call outs from the founder and how the humor will perfectly translate into a pinball machine. But I also just think people are getting kind of crazy thinking it's like the second coming of Christ and, and this is the pinball theme that everyone's waited for forever. It's not that way. Problem is we've, we, we got some of those themes like Star Wars and, and they were done poorly. We got Ghostbusters and it was done poorly. Um, so I think there's high hopes that not only is this a theme people are dreaming of, but it's also going to be made the right way. That Scott Denisi won't disappoint us. That uh, the assets will be there. That the artwork will be great. The total package will be great. So I have full confidence in that. And we're going to see it in two weeks, around two weeks, within the next two weeks, right? We're going to see it. You'll be able to make up your minds when you see it. All right. But don't, oh, you know, and Pinside does that to people. And then what also Pinside does, it creates this like fear of missing out. If anyone wants to get a Rick and Morty and gets in on the fan club through Pinside because they know about it, you guys are going to be fine. You're going to get an option to buy a game. You might have to wait over a year to get it. And will you still want it? I mean, that, that's to me, that's the hardest part is knowing that you want to play the game, but nobody wants to wait a year or plus to play the game. So you either get in early or, you know, I don't know. And then it's just frustrating because here's, here's what's frustrating. If you have to wait that long to play the game, then you've already seen this game streamed hundreds of times. You've seen people explore the game. You've seen all the mysteries and the quirkiness and the silliness and the callouts. You've watched it all already 
before you even got your game. And you've probably, after like a year, you've played the game multiple times at friends' houses and at shows. And and you can't tell me that, I don't know, it's, it'd be weird to me to to buy a car and then wait a year and a half to be able to drive it. Like, that's just strange. It's And Spooky knows that. So the only people that would be willing to put up with that kind of wait, knowing that all the game's surprises will have been spoiled, are the diehards. And so you either are a diehard Rick and Morty fan who's willing to take the wait, or, you know, you, you might look for other things. And there's going to be tons of other things. But the power of the theme once again shows us that it can create this kind of hysteria, right? We didn't even see a play field and people are going nuts doing backflips. You know, if I'm Robert Mueller right now, are you kind of like, man, I wish I would have I wish I would have made Rick and Morty and not Raza. Let's talk about the differences between those two games, right? You know, Raza is a theme that nobody knows about other than the people who understood the Zidware J-pop fiasco. Raz is a theme that takes explaining to do. Raz is a theme that no one has any emotional attachment to. Raz is a theme uh, that doesn't have any mainstream or cultural relevance and never will. Raz is a theme that only appeals to the diehard pinball J-pop fan. And, and that's so limiting. Rick and Morty, completely different story, completely different reception. I mean, think about it. Isn't it crazy that without even seeing a game, you can get people way more excited than they did even seeing Raza. So now, like, how do you overcome that? So the question becomes is this. Do you think Deep Root can sell over 750 Razas? All right. Think about that for a minute. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a huge gamble when you make an unlicensed IP game that doesn't blow people away, that you're going to get many sales at all nowadays. Now, I keep hearing this. I keep hearing that Raza is not Deep Root's best title. It is not even at the top of the top five of games they're working on. It just begs the question, then why launch the company with it? And the answer is that Robert needs to satiate the Zidware people so he can just move on. This is just like... Got to get rid of these people with their lawsuit. Got to get them their J-pop Raza uh, because I do want J-pop to be making future games with Deep Root. And this is just a necessary thing I have to deal with, a necessary evil that I have to get past, and that's Raza. So I do think that overall, overall, I think Raza might be you know, sandbagging the abilities of Deep Root. Uh, but it's unfortunate because I think we all wanted Deep Root to come out of the gate with the innovation and the things that were just going to blow us away and and then and the Raza magic would be there. So I don't know. I don't know. What's going to be interesting is, you know, we're going to have Rick and Morty and Stranger Things and probably Guns N' Roses and Cactus Canyon Remake and all of these titles available to buy by the time we see the final Deep Root version of Raza. So, wow. Anyone else feeling like there's just too much coming at the same time? I mean, think about it right now. There are a lot of fans out there that like Stranger Things and Rick and Morty. I think a lot of people are going to want both of these games. It's a lot. Hit us with both at once. Two blockbuster pins at the same time of year. 
And it's the holidays, man. It's like holidays are expensive. You got to buy gifts for everyone else. It's not like we can just buy gifts for ourselves and our pinball, you know, our pinball selves. We have to, we, the money goes out. For me, the money goes out the door during the holidays. It doesn't come in. I don't get a work bonus in December. I get it like, it's like in April. It's like, ugh, just in time for TPF, right? <laughs> just in time to see the March games. Um, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. You know, I, I think it's going to be an exciting December. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about when we see the two of these games revealed. Uh, but I just implore everybody, stop saying stupid stuff like Spooky should make more. Stop you know, refusing to read how things work with the fan club. Uh, and just stop feeling this anxiety that you're going to miss out on this game. Trust me, this game will be available. The other part I kept thinking about, and this is funny, right? How the hype in this in this hobby works. You know what title already feels like it's been out forever. No one no one cares about it now because we because we've moved on to Rick and Morty. Now nobody cares about Elvira, right? It's like Elvira and House of Horrors. How people are going to spend ten to fifteen thousand dollars on this game, and who cares now? The the window of relevancy in this hobby is so small. It really is. It's like there's this excitement around a game for like for like a few weeks, in which we can't wait to see it, play it, and then we're like, eh, and then we're on to the next and on to the next. And trust me, the same thing will happen with Rick and Morty because then we'll be on the Stranger Things. Then we will be on to Ninja Turtles. Then we will be on to God knows what else Stern has in the works. Like maybe it's Lord of the Rings Vault Edition. Have you noticed all the Lord of the Rings machines popping up for sale? So maybe that's happening. Then we got, you know, we got a new title from American Pinball. It's just too much. It's too much. And I've said it before. This hobby is so oversaturated. It, you, 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 you really can't, you can't have the hot game for very long. I mean, look at Jurassic Park. Game of the year, right? Game of the year. It, it's, it feels like a distant memory now because now we're all onto this. And then we're all going to be onto that. But ultimately, that's only the behavior of the online community. And we also have to realize that. That's not the, the reality is, is most people own a Jurassic Park. It's in their homes and they're freaking loving it. They're waking up, they're playing it, they're enjoying it. When you get games that are good, here's what happens. When you get games that are really good, you actually stop going online as much because you don't care. You don't care to replace it, right? And think about it like this. If you find a woman that's great and you marry her and she's a keeper, do you, do you keep looking for the next thing to replace her with? Pinball is a lot like women. You know, you find if, well, you know, if you're in like a, a Chinese emperor kind of way and you want to find your five concubines, if you find games that are great, you really don't need to keep searching for what's next and what's next and what's next. You kind of can be content. And that's my goal. And you know, people will say like, what's next? I just want to find a few great games. If I could put two great games in my bedroom, I'd be happy. Um, Rick and Morty, I'm I'm tentatively in on one. I want to see what it's like. I'm binge watching the show. If it's a magical, awesome, fun, pinball, quirky experience, I would love to put a Rick and Morty in here. Um, you know, there's a lot of games though that I want. That's the hard part. Is as much as I know I might really like Rick and Morty, I also know there's no way I'm gonna like Rick and Morty more than Toy Story which I have like almost 20 years of, of like emotional affinity for. Uh, Guns N' Roses, right? It gets hard. Ninja Turtles, not so much. I, I don't really like, to me, that's not really like my dream theme. 
Uh, but, you know, there are other dream themes out there that if they came out, like, I don't know how Rick and Morty could stay at the top of my list. But we're all struggling with that. I think all of us are. We're like, well, we're, what should I buy now or should I wait? And then that's where the fear of missing out comes in because if you don't get in on a Rick and Morty right now, all 750 are spoken for and then you're going to have to like buy someone's spot and you might pay more money than you than you have to. All right. I want to end this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast by reminding people tonight at midnight, this is when my Big Lebowski auction ends. So if you want to buy the Big Lebowski, and have it shipped to your home, then tonight's the night. At midnight, the best bid gets the game. Right now, the bid is at 15.5. That's the top bid. Which, I, you know, this game is worth more than that. We know that. I mean, I could sell this. I already had offers on eBay for like $16,000, $17,000 when I was just listing it for sale. And this is for a good cause. So I don't. I hope that fifteen five does not stand. I mean, heck, part of me wants to just me bid more than that because I think it's worth more than that. Um, so if you want a big Lebowski for a good cause, that will ship to you next week. I mean, it's at CoinTaker. It'll be in your home probably next week. Um, email me at CanadaPinball at gmail.com what your bid is, or you can go to my Canada's Pinball Podcast Facebook page and place your bid there. You can either private message me there but I'll start another you know there's a thread I'll start another thread tonight final night get your bids in right now high bid is 15.5 place you know if you want to bid over bid in the comments section okay gonna make it really easy for you the email is the easiest thing everyone has email right I would do text message but I don't want to give my number out there because then you know all my fans would just they wouldn't leave me alone all right so that's it final night midnight Sunday Eastern Standard Time by the way Eastern Standard Time so if, if you, well, you know, if you come in from midnight from California, I might accept it. But, and I will let everyone know this week what the winning amount was and who won it because I think they deserve credit for doing such a great thing. All right, everyone, have a great Sunday. Enjoy your football. Lots of great matchups going on today. Uh, we were sad to watch the Georgia Bulldogs lose because Bubba and me have been rooting for the Bulldogs. They got annihilated. All right, everyone. Fear of missing out, pinball, it's the greatest game ever. We've never seen it. No game will ever be better. Oh, two weeks from now, we're going to be like, this is the greatest game ever. Then two months from now, oh, this is the greatest game ever. It's funny. It's a crazy hobby. We're never satisfied. And our expectations are never met in this hobby. It's, it's silly. It's silly. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>